0: The Icon Hunter, a refugee's quest to reclaim her nation's stolen heritage, is based on the real-life story of Tessula Hadjitafi. Arjama Taxis caught up with her in the atrium of the Olympic Tower in Midtown Manhattan. For those of our listeners who are not aware of the historical events, in uh, 1974, um, the Turkish army invaded Cyprus and occupied the northern third. And uh, this is the story of what happened to the art, specifically the religious art, in many of the churches in the north of Cyprus.
1: Correct. But I think there have been many books written about illicit art trafficking and what happens to looted antiquities in areas of conflict. I think what makes this story slightly different is because I myself am a refugee and an immigrant in Holland. Therefore, my sense of belonging, uh, my identity, perhaps is more tested than if I stayed back home. And therefore, this book shows the value that sacred antiquities have to communities who are affected by conflict and war, including refugees.
0: So this is um, there's a very haunting photo in your book of a of a church in a northern occupied Cyprus stripped of all its art and icons. Um, this is uh, this is a question of of, uh, of a culture being erased.
1: Absolutely, I think that the cultural cleansing that took place in Cyprus was unprecedented until we started seeing what is happening today with extremists and ISIS. Uh, The problem with Cyprus is that we have 43 years of occupation, which means that there is systematic looting and no control or security on that part of the island. Also, Cyprus is is a paradise for archaeologists. And if you dig anywhere under the sea or on Earth, you will find antiquities let alone the 500 churches which are fully decorated with frescoes mosaics and icons so there's a lot of supply but also a lot of uh, demand from connoisseurs of uh, antiquities uh,
0: tell us the moment uh, the moment when you changed from being refugee to being uh, to being investigator if you will
1: yeah Well, after the war, my family and I went to Limassol, which is a city on the coast in the south part of the island. I finished the high school there, and then I boarded an airplane to go to the UK and work and study. So four years later, I came to the Netherlands in Holland. I thought for a year or two until I would go back to Famagusta. And there I began being an activist and telling the story of what happened to Cyprus because we didn't have an embassy at the time. And I became an honorary consul at the age of 27 because I was such a strong voice of the justice in Cyprus. And then, within a month, art dealers targeted me, including traffickers, trying to sell their information to me or via me to my government and the Church of Cyprus uh, or provoke me to buy the darts. So they wanted to mediate the Dutch or German or Turkish dealers to intermediate between the occupied area and then sell what was looted back <laughs> to the government or the church on the other side. And that is when my Pandora box about war opened because up until that moment, the fear, the trauma of war, because I was a child of 14 when I endured the uh, invasion, I sort of had it in my subconscious. But seeing the devastating pictures of how churches were looted, turned into barns, it really, really upset me. And I felt I just have to stop it.
0: So uh, what did you do next?
1: Well, I realized that... uh, Well, I brought Interpol first to the dealers. So they weren't very friendly, and the dutch dealer said to me i thought you were smarter than that if you really want to get your looted antiquities you have to trust me so and this game began i understood that if i wanted to understand more about what goes on i would have to spare one to find out what the others are doing so i lented the listening ear to this uh, dealer who told me a lot about uh, uh, how the art trafficking takes place, who the players were. And uh, I was empowered by the government of Cyprus and their former Archbishop, and I began tracking them down and uh, starting civil cases, criminal cases, and eventually a sting operation with the Bavarian pos- uh, police to expose all of them.
0: What was the big break in your case?
1: Well, there are many uh, repatriations from the late, late 1987 that I was involved with, including the four mosaics of Kanakaria that took place in Indianapolis. They were sold illegally and then repatriated via a court case. But um, I think what happened since I returned a lot of icons from Holland, Germany, uh, London... But I think what really made it were two cases. One, the Lanz case, is four icons of the Antiphonides, and that was a very important case because the Church of Cyprus, appointed a, we appointed a very good lawyer, and it was the first time that the 1954 The Hague Treaty was invoked for the protection of cultural heritage in times of war and armed conflict. So that case became very important For testing that international treaty, and then eventually, I have lobbied to change the legislation in the Netherlands in relationship to that, in in reference to the icons of Cyprus. So that was very important. But I think the one that really got the world's attention was the Munich operation because um, Cyprus. We had cases, civil cases, all around the world, and the Archbishop and me thought we have to do something more clever. Because we need to turn the tables on the dealers. So I made a collaboration with the dealer who approached me. Year one, I was uh, a consul, Michel von Rhein. And basically, I got him so far to pretend he was a buyer on my behalf and uh, frame his counterpart in Germany. So whilst we were buying back the looted art of Cyprus on behalf of a rich Cypriot, 75 undercover German police officers busted two apartments in Germany and they found 5,500 antiquities which were hidden behind walls, uh, double floors, double ceilings in these two small apartments. So that's the story in The Icon Hunter, in my book, where you see um, this thing operation but also you see the trauma and the link between the person, the people of Cyprus.
0: Every uh, good story has a uh, personal change in it. How were you changed by, by this quest and, uh, and, and the ultimate outcome of it?
1: Well, I think when I began repatriating the looted antiquities, it was anger, and I wanted justice for what the Turks took from me. And they took my youth, they turned me into a second-class citizen, into a refugee, and that hurts. So every time I took an antiquity back, I felt justice, I got something back. But as the time progressed, it gave me a deep satisfaction to see the smiles on my people in Cyprus, how happy they were to see these icons come back. And in this journey, I actually discovered who am I, what am I, and what do I stand for? So it actually helped me to make the pain of my inability to go back home, which I can't go home until today. Bringing these antiquities back home helped me deal with that a little bit better, you know?
0: And tell me what these um, icons, what these antiquities mean to Cyprus, to you?
1: And we use these icons to communicate with God. So. They, they, they are precious, they are, they are priceless for us. They don't have economic value and to see them traded on the market is disrespect for my religious expression, Is disrespect for, my, for religious freedoms, for our diversity.
0: In a sense, uh, your job is not complete. Uh, the art, the icons have been returned to Cyprus, but they have not been returned to the north of Cyprus from where they came.
1: Yeah, well, that's very true. And I would love to be able to go and restore them there with every Christian uh, Cypriot who would want to uh, participate. And the other way around, the Turkish Cypriots to go and restore their mosques if, if they, or, or care for them um, in the other part of the island. But having said that, the way that the antiquities have been looted, uh, abused, there's no way we can put them in the north right now. Um, In fact, in the occupied area of Cyprus, if we want to go and pray, we need to apply for permission in Turkey. This is how bad the restriction of the religious freedoms is in Cyprus. And my job hasn't finished because I thought by bringing these antiquities home, I would be done But then unfortunately to my husband and my lovely children, I realized that no, until I'm allowed to go back home, I will not stop because that circle is not round. I want to have the right to go home. I cannot accept that Mr. Erdogan or any Erdogan can have the right to shoot me if I cross the line in Famagusta to return home after 43 years.
0: On that note, uh, let me say uh, thank you, uh, Tasula Hajitofi. This has been uh, an enlightening conversation. Uh, we appreciate your taking the time with us.
1: Thank you very much, John, for having me, and thank you, America, for listening to me.
0: The name of the book is The Icon Hunter, A Refugee's Quest to Reclaim Her Nation's Stolen Heritage by Tasula Hajitofi with Kathy Barrett. Again, thank you.
1: Thank you very much.